بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلاة وسلام على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين محمد رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا فما بعده سي الحمد لله we were talking about the Baha'i faith and this and that and I was saying that you know alhamdulillah we ask uh, we thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for Islam because if you did not have the actual divine revelation if you did not have Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala introducing himself what would you do you would imagine that you would imagine whatever you want to imagine and the human being by definition can only imagine something which is in his own experience in one way or the other. So it might be something that you have done or it might be something you heard of, something you read about, something you saw in a movie or whatever. Right? So if you say, for example, uh, imagine uh, the most beautiful uh, creature, what will you imagine? You will imagine either a woman or a man or a, or a cow or a, or a goat or an elephant or something. Something which exists already, right? You might have this, you might have this, which is what? This is how these all these so-called gods and goddesses get created, the pictures. Uh, it's the, it is, think about it, the Hindu, Hindu uh, pantheon is all Asian, Indian, men and women. Yeah. There's not one African in that, right? There's not one Chinese in that. There's not one Eskimo in that. Why not? Because that's your imagination. So, instead of imagining now a regular man, you will imagine the man with wings or with, you know, something else and what not, what not. So, effectively, it is a man. It's some version of the man. Because this is hunger. This is hunger like the hunger of the body, right? If you are hungry, uh, you will eat. Now, you will try to... Uh, the normal tendency of the human being is to find the best possible food. Anybody. I mean, nobody will go and eat something which is... Uh, nasty or spoiled or rotting or they won't do that by choice by choice you if you have a choice you will always eat something which is good <clears throat> but if you don't have a choice if you are starving what do you do you eat whatever you can eat you eat leaves if you if there is rotting food you eat rotting food you get sick you die maybe even there's cases of cannibalism people eating other people in cases of severe starvation you will eat dogs cats rats cockroaches anything right because you have to eat <clears throat> Similarly, and even at a far higher level, is the hunger of the soul, of the ruh. So, when the ruh, when the soul is deprived of its pure food, which is the kalam of Allah, zikr of Allah, this is the food of the soul, is the tawajjuh, it, it is the connection with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So, it is the zikr of Allah, it is tilawat al Quran, it is you know, reflecting, thinking, introspecting about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and our connection with Him. So, when the soul is deprived of that, what will it do? It searches whatever it can find. And that is how all of this, you know, all of these theories and all of this stuff gets, it gets uh, invented. But effectively, what is it? It is the soul searching for its food. It's not getting the food. Now, alhamdulillah, <clears throat> unlike in the case of uh, physical food, material food, you might actually have a situation where it is not there. But with the soul, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala didn't leave it like that. Throughout, from the first person created Adam alayhi salam, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala always ensured that food for the soul was always there. 
which is his kalab, which is his, you know, the revelation which came to different prophets in different ways and so on and so on, right up to Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. The food for the soul has always been there. It has always been free. But people choose to take or not to take. Then you can't blame, you know, you can't blame Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala for it. I didn't get it. No, you didn't get it. You got it. You chose not to take it. It was there in front of you. So people are people are, people see other Muslims. They see somebody who looks and walks and talks like a Muslim, prays like a Muslim. They might hear the Quran somewhere. They might hear some thought somewhere, and so on and so forth. Plus, Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala also gave us the ability, the thinking, thinking power to just reflect on our own. And at least, even if you don't have an apt, act, actual answer saying Allah, it takes you to a point at which you start inquiring. For example, if you look around, if you see down there. Uh, I think two weeks ago when I came, this lake was frozen. Right, there was nothing. Today the lake, the whole lake is, uh, it's it's uh, liquid, so the ice is gone, and you have a whole flock of uh, of geese. So this is the Qudrat of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala, and now we are coming into spring, so we are going to see flowers, and we will see, we we'll also see the other. So you have a lot of pollen, so if you are allergic to it, you are going to be sneezing a lot. So the point is that the khudrat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the uh, creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the power of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is visible. It is visible, it is out there, it just needs us to open our eyes and reflect and think. That is the reason why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, إِنَّ فِي خَلْقِ السَّمَوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ وَاخْتِلَافِ اللَّيْلِ وَالنَّهَارِ لَآيَاتٍ لِأُولِي الْأَلْبَانِ Allah said, verily, in the creation of the heavens and the earth and the alternation of the day and the night, there are signs for people of intelligence. Right? Just look at a sunset. I mean, the, the, I, I, I posted the picture of the sunset and so on, uh, also on my timeline. Uh, we were in Florida and uh, as, you know, this friend of mine, uh, Dr. Ismail and his wife, uh, who was also a doctor, they both were there with us and uh, with their little daughter. So we went to one place at the a jetty looking out over the Gulf of Mexico and <coughs> took a picture of the, sun, of a sun, of the sunset. <coughs> Amazing how the sun seems, seems to just go into the ocean. Right? We know it's not going into the ocean, but the way it looks like that. And uh, Ismail said something which is which was also in my head. Um, he said, you know, every day it is different. There are no two sunsets that, they are, that are the same. If you actually... Make this into a plan and say, every day I'm going to take a video of the sunset. Every day is different. Every day the sunrise is different. From the same spot. Now, obviously, if you go to different places, it will be But even from the same spot, every single day is different. My brother told me one uh, fantastic story. He said he was on a cruise. And there was this nature photographer. Not a Muslim guy. And... Uh, it was his exhibition. So he he uh, he did an exhibition. So there was these fabulous photographs of sunrises and sunsets. Right? So many of them, a couple of hundred of them, all of them different. And the man was supposed to make a presentation about it. He said just one line, his whole presentation. He said he creates all of this every day and he doesn't care who looks. He doesn't care who looks. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Say, Allah doesn't care. Let's read it. 
If you don't want to see it, don't see it. But if you see it and if you recognize it, this is where the issue of seeing and looking. Uh, there is a khutbah of mine on this, I think. If I'm not mistaken. Looking and seeing. Looking is a physical action. Right? I am looking at Momin. So what am I seeing? I'm seeing Momin. I'm seeing this guy sitting there. But when I'm seeing, what am I seeing? I'm seeing my friend here. Right? So when you look outside, you see, okay, you see there's some there's some water, there's some trees and so on, so on. But when you when you look out, that's what you're looking. But when you see, you see beyond the picture. You see the glory and magnificence of Allah. Last time I was here, we were going out. If you remember the uh, the red-tailed hawk, which had killed a rabbit, and then the female was on it, and the male was on the side of it. Imagine, see the khudrat of Allah subhanahu And those birds, they know that in this country, in this place, nobody will disturb them. So that bird is sitting and eating that rabbit in the middle of many people walking around and people taking photographs, he is not bothered. Because the bird knows nobody will do anything to it. So, didn't fly away, didn't do anything. The signs of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala are visible for us everywhere. <coughs> everywhere. <coughs> In many ways, I'm just talking about one aspect, which is by looking at it. But there are signs of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in how uh, people treat each other, signs of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in, uh, you know, in our feelings, in our thoughts, in our actions, in what we listen to and so on and everywhere. The question is, do we stop to reflect and think? That is very important. And that is what distinguishes us from <coughs> animals. <coughs> we are mammals. So like other like a cow or a dog or a cat or something, we also have eyes and ears and we also have we also think to some extent. They also think, it's not as if they don't, they also think. What they don't do is reflection. What they don't do is introspection. What they don't do is conceptualization of learning. These are very uniquely human things. Animals also see and, and, and they also learn. I mean, you can train an animal. Uh, the animal learns by its own. You don't necessarily have to train this. For example, a, a, a predator, a lion or a leopard or a, or, or a you know, cheetah or something, uh, learns to hunt. The mother teaches the young one to hunt. If you, uh, if you have them in captivity, if they're born in captivity, they don't know how to hunt. So you, you, you put them on. Cats, for example, house cats, which are born and bred in house and so on, you will find they have no clue. You see, if it sees a mouse, it will look at the mouse. And the mouse will come and eat from the same, uh, you know, container as the cat. It's only when it's in this natural state, it is taught by the mother, then it learns to hunt. So animals also learn. Difference between us and animals is what you do with that learning. So with us, what we are supposed to do, and Allah gave us the capacity, is to reflect and to introspect and to conceptualize three uh, three steps, right? So you reflect on whatever the incident is or the experience is, and then you introspect on that, which is internally, how did that connect with me? Reflection is to replay that in your mind. So something happens, 
that is what we call a concrete experience. Experience is over. Now you are in another place. You're thinking about, okay, what happened there? I met Meraj. He told me about this, this, this. So Meraj is not there anymore. I'm somewhere else. I'm thinking about that. What happened? So that is reflection. I'm effectively, it's like replaying that thing in my, in my mind, right? So I, supposing, imagine I take a video of that. Now I'm watching the video. So this is not a physical video. It's in my mind, the experience of that. So I go through that. And then I introspect. How did I... What did I do there? <laughs> what did I do there? What could I have done? What choices did I have? You know, all of this introspection. So I said something to him. What else could I have said to him? Remaining silent was an option. Did I exercise that option? And so on and so whatever, right? And then from that, you create or you, in, you extract a concept. Which is, therefore, when I... Now, Miraj is not in the picture. Therefore, now when I speak to another person, whoever it might be, is not only Miraj. This is how I should speak. Which is a better way, more effective way, kinder way, more compassionate way, more polite way, whatever it is, right? So, you're trying to improve yourself by saying, this is what happened to me today. Something was good, something was not good. I must reduce that, make it more powerful, make it more effective, make it more, uh, you know, focused and so on. So this capacity to introspect, to reflect, to introspect and to conceptualize, this is unique to human beings. And we take it a step further, which is documentation. That's where you have to write. And that's very important. Documentation actually opens your mind even more. So when you are writing something down, it helps the thinking process much more. So that is the whole, you know, the, 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 what Allah has given us. Which, alhamdulillah, in Islam what we do now is, you also wear appropriate, and may not be necessary everywhere, but where it is necessary, you also look at it on the framework of the deen. So this is what happened, but Islamically, how do I see this? Islamically, what is it that my perception of this thing as a Muslim gives me an advantage, gives me a leverage over anybody else looking at the same thing? That's where, and that is why the knowledge of the deen is so important. Because if you don't have the framework, how will you, <laughs> you need the framework? Right? We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to help us to truly appreciate this deen. And the way to truly appreciate the deen is to learn about this deen and to practice this deen. Then you get the advantage of that deen. So appreciation is not only to say, oh, fantastic, great deen. No, the benefit of it. So because of this now, I have an advantage. I, I am able to do things... I'm able to get things, I'm able to deal with situations much better than any ordinary person because that ordinary person doesn't have what I have. Right? It's like a, having a, a credit card uh, without a spending limit and somebody else is paying that bill. 
if you look at that credit card it's still the same piece of plastic right it doesn't glow or doesn't fly around right it's still but if you know what it is which is you know it you understand it you appreciate it then what do you do with it you put it in your pocket and you beg somebody please can you give me 5 bucks why i need a coffee you have in your pocket something with which you can buy the that whole dunkin donuts and you want to beg me for 5 5 to buy one cup of coffee you're crazy no you would say that you're really not crazy what what's wrong with you man that thing has no spending limit i can i go there and say well how much for this whole property 300000 here it is right and instead of that you are asking me can you give me 5 bucks i mean it doesn't make sense so appreciation means to go use it know what it is and use it that's what gives you the advantage that's what gives you the power we ask allah subhanahu wa taala to help us to understand and to use this deen in this dunya wal akhirah akhirah is the result the usage is here in this dunya when we use this deen in this dunya then we get the benefit in the akhirah there's no using you are not going to use that use the deen the deen is to here once you go in the grave you have nothing to use you that now you are receiving and we ask allah to give us the best there but that best depends on what we do here right we ask allah for this jazakallah khair wa sallallahu ala nabiyil karim wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in bi rahmatika allah